Hello and welcome to the sixth episode of the Touch Tackle podcast with myself, Righty, and Jack Davis alongside us again. How are you, mate? Well, I think the uh, the, the main main phrase for today, Sean, is bounce back ability. Um, knocked, knocked off my perch last week by Dean West. Yeah, in reflection, he's probably more experienced than me and and probably used that over me. I'm against a, uh, another experienced individual today, but I'm ready to bounce back and get a pint and pack a pork scratchings um, for, for, for me this time, mate. That's a great mentality, by the way. Good, good, good start. Great form. Love it. Obviously, on today's podcast, we've got uh, John Challoner. Um, I currently play with him at Stamford, so it'll be, an in, it'll be an interesting one. And we've got training next week, so I'm sure the lads will have a listen to it beforehand um, and get, get stuck into him. So I'll have to get a few digs in there before before they do. So <laughs> um, we'll uh, we'll bring him in because he sat he sat there waiting. So we'll we'll, we'll get him in uh, early doors and, and, and have a chat. <laughs> Hello, Charlie. How are you, pal? Very well, thank you. How are you, mate? Skip? Yeah, yeah, really good. Yeah, Skip. You heard that, Jack? Yeah, always. You heard that, pal. <laughs> <laughs> still, amazes me. still amazes me every every day, but he's, he's, he's done well, to be fair to him. I'll well, give you well, it, Sean. To be honest with you, all, all the players younger than me and I'm still playing and I call him Skip and all that. You would have thought that the oldest player would be the Skipper, but, you know, that's what it is, isn't it? I feel like one of the old boys now. Well... I kind of, well, I you, kind of well, you've got to catch it. me up, mate. To be honest with you, I think no one's that close to me. I don't think I'll ever catch you up, pal. No, <laughs> no. Well, I'd, I'd, I'd say looking at the two screens here, Sean, you look the older, mate. Flipping, I don't well, know. What, uh, do you know what, mate? I, to be honest with you, I, I didn't want to say anything and all that, but you know, I'm, I'm young. I, I look young for my age, so you know. Have a listen to this one, Charlie. Before, before we came on. Jack said, I've, I've never come across him to before, but he's a very good-looking chap, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, Jack, mate, I appreciate that, Jack. I'll, I'll give you that one. Don't, don't fucking tell him it. Hey, uh, you give me a big head, don't worry about that. <laughs> one thing I will say, Jack, before we start, is if um, if he does start talking in uh, in riddles or backwards, he's a big Star Wars fan, so he likes to do his Yoda impression now and then. <laughs> but, mate, to be honest with you, I was, I was meant to just come in and say... Um, hello there, which is an Obi Wan quote, but right, you put me off, mate. <laughs> so I've ruined that already. But you know, it's what it is. still time, mate. Don't worry. Oh, I'm sure you'll get plenty in. Plenty. To be honest with you, you're lucky I'm not in my Star Wars attire, so you know it's, it's, you've got me quite dressed down. To be honest with you. Well, I got I got you for um, uh, what was it? Secret Santa the other year, wasn't it? And I got him. Yeah, I got, got me Yoda, Yoda mask, didn't you? It was brilliant, mate, brilliant. I've got I don't... mate. I've moved house. I don't know where it is, but I've got it still, mate. Don't you worry about that. I've, I thought it got lost on the night out, to be fair, because you didn't. <laughs> I don't think you were there to get to get yeah, no. to get it. But um, I eventually got yeah, it. I think it the end of the season, wasn't it? So, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Looks, a, it looks a bit like the face Jack's pulling right now, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Grown man with the Star Wars stuff. Don't worry about that. <laughs> um, right, mate. Uh, what we'll do is we will obviously kick off at the beginning. As we always do with your with your YT days, and um, obviously with my extensive Wikipedia research, uh, I've obviously got, does it, does it got go, together. Did, did a few I have Wikipedia bits. back then days? I think it goes <laughs> well, that far back. What what gets me, mate, is it doesn't say you've got hundred goals or anywhere near hundred goals on Wikipedia. No, 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 no right. We'll come to that. No, no, that's not updated. That's up to a period. You know, so there's a lot of debate about that. So we'll get round to that. But you know, I'm not letting them yeah. off. Don't worry about it. Mate, he's very big on this 100th goal he scored, Jack, so we'll, we'll hear it a few times, pal. Technically, <laughs> officially, 102, mate. 
But it, it, the, the season's got null and void, so we can we can scratch a couple of those off. Oh well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right, unofficial. <laughs> um, yeah. So you kicked off your playing days at Russian and Diamonds. Yeah. Um, when well, when they first started, what what sort of age did you go? Did you go there? Or was it from from a youngster and then and then? Um, no, I mean initially, initially like growing up through school and everything, I was actually with Luton Town, and like I said, for the schoolboys and going through that and. Um, I think that was up to about, well, 16. But the thing with that is, it was like going through there. I had to find out if I was um, getting a YT there, you know, two, three weeks after. But it was actually my dad who had to ring up to say, you know, is he getting a YT? Is he doing this? We should have known anyway because they didn't let us know. But it was one of those from, I think, 11 to 16, um, playing for the, the schoolboys there um, and finally not getting a... I think it came down to me and another lad. And I that other lad lasted two weeks in the YT and they didn't fill the position again. And I was like, no, I'm not that bad, surely. It's, it's one of those. But <laughs> it's, uh, it's um, yeah, so then obviously after that, to be fair, I went on trial everywhere, all over the country. My dad took me up north, south, east and west, everywhere. Um, and it was only so happens that the physio at the time at Rushton, because this was their first full-time youth team, um, that they were putting in place. So technically a YT, but it wasn't they weren't in the league and it wasn't under that governing body kind of thing. Um, and my dad used to work with him and he was all the way through the trial period. He was like, yeah, he's fine. He's in, don't worry about it. So um, yeah, to finally get into that full-time environment, you know, to, to start the journey, as they say, you know, it was over the moon. Was you there a couple, was you there a couple of years then? Was you in, in what, at Rushton? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I did, because I, obviously I started at the age of the YT. So I did the two-year, you know, YT, as they call it. Um, but there were players who were the year older who only did a year because they were, you know, they were, they were old, a year yeah. older than what they were doing, so they wouldn't be able to do it. Um, so I did the two years there. You know, I thought, I thought this is what football's like. You know, the facilities they had, you know, it gave me the wrong impression of football. And it was like, you know, they had everything going and I'm like, yeah, this is, this is you know, you think you made it kind of thing, but you have to start the ladder and, you know, the other cliches come up to work your way up and all that. And like I said, the, the two years, you know, doing the youth team and YT was, was great. What was your, um, what was your YT days like then in terms of like training around the first team? Did you, because... Do you know again, what, it was a baptism of fire matter. because like one thing you th you're thinking you know you made it and all that and but then you're soon brought down to ground with when you're in and around the first team and you got taught lessons and you know how to be and how to act and I just remember like I didn't know the etiquette of speaking to the manager you know and what to call him or whatever yeah. and I just remember coming out the changing room and he walked by me and I was like all right Brian and this is Brian Talbot who's got like, <laughs> played for Arsenal in England and, and I walked by him and I didn't think anything of it and like I said just continued walking and that afternoon, he pulled the whole youth team in um, and kind of addressed us on how to, what to call him and whatever. And like I said, I don't even think I was listening. And then he, he pointed out to me and I said, yes, Brian, again. And it's like, fucking hell, I'm not learning. <laughs> <laughs> just had this whole spiel about what to call him and call him Gaffer or Boss or, you know, whatever. And I'm like, yeah, Brian, Brian this. <laughs> it's like, so then obviously that was drummed into us. And um, like I said, I never <clears throat> called him Brian again. It's a bit extreme, that in it, because like I, I'm again, I, I've always grown up like calling calling the gaffer, gaffer. But at the same time, if I didn't call, if I didn't call our gaffer now, gaffer, I don't think yeah. you'd, 
it, it no, I mean, I, I, like I said, you'd, if you're not told or you'd be not what, how to address people and you're not yeah, into yeah, that yeah. environment, yeah. you wouldn't know. And like I said, it, it's just thinking about it. I just imagine me walking by, like Brian, and this <laughs> walking by and not even turning around just to see what reaction he had. He was probably like fucking fuming. Excuse my language <laughs> or whatever. But like I said, it, it, he pulled us all together and then he pointed to me and just like, and I called him again. I was like, oh my God, what am I doing? And it's like, he's gone. Like, to be honest, he's gone. Yeah, exactly. This is what I mean. It's like, it's this, this, my, I'm like, um, so yeah, like I just said, I, I never called him Brian again. So until he released me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fuck off, Brian. <laughs> he, got, he, got, he got called some more names when he released me rather than just Brian. I'll tell you that. But did you have any sort of like initiations there? I know we we've had um, the boot the boot room. Not really What's because black, we were, boot room, we were a new group chat, of black. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I got that loot when because when you're a schoolboy, you go in and train with the youth team, and anything goes on. I just remember. I don't remember Matthew Spring. He went on to play for Watford and yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, Luton yeah. in the champ and that, and had a good yeah. career. And I think my first training session was, you know, and I megged him. So obviously, you don't make players or whatever you train. You want to be keep on the good side of them. And I just remember someone after training said, "I'll oh, just go in the, you know, Kenilworth Road. They've got uh, the boot room is under the old stand, so it's a little cubby hole. It's a little room and whatever." And like I said, they said, I'll just go and clean boots in there. So I've gone in there. I'm the only one in there. Next minute, pitch black. Got the beat of my life, you know? And I'm like, this is what it's like as well. And I'm like, okay, no, I won't do that again. And behold, next day, I megged him again. I'm like, oh, fuck. And it's like, and I'm like, and it's surprised me. And I'm like, and I thought, right, I'm going to have to do whatever, whatever. So I've walked in and there's a few just, players just lined up and I just accepted it. And I was like, walked in there. But I think they respected that because they knew what was coming. And like I said, and I, and I walked in there and luckily nothing happened, but because that beating the day before, I couldn't walk. But how, how I trained the next day and whatnot, but then to Megan, I think him again or whatever, mate, like I said, I never learned. It's one of those, isn't it? I think I'd have just like stopped what I was doing and just walked off into into the boot I'd room. Have home. I'd be in the like, boot room for when, because, you, when, when you're back. Yeah, exactly. I'll be ready and waiting. Just beat me down. Don't worry about it. But, um, yeah, but going back to Russia, no, because we were all kind of in the same boat and like starting out at the same time. And it wasn't that thing. Not that I can remember anyway. Um, it was just like I said, get on with it um, and just see where we go. So, but um, like I said, I don't even think the second, when I got a pro there, the second, the view team didn't see anything like that either. So I think it was a bit, like I said, everyone just getting on with what they needed to do and didn't even think of that at the time. What What was your... Um... Because obviously, when you went then on to play for for um, for other clubs uh, mm. later on in your career, what was your sort of take on the YT lads coming through at that time? Was it was it kind of like, well, I've had my fucking beating, so you're having <laughs> you're having yours, or was it kind of changed? Well, at to that be honest, from your... it, it, it changed because like you couldn't really do anything, you know. Like like yeah. I said, they're, they're protected. You know, when I was when I was a youth team and doing whatever, we we were doing everything under the sun, like sweeping the stands, cleaning the boots, doing the kit you know, cleaning the showers, doing whatever. Um, but when then when I came to a pro or whatever, it slowly changed. And like I said, they were treated so well. And I think the way we were treated, and I think a lot of pros say it when they're youth team days, like it grounds you. It makes you appreciate when you are a pro because then you, you've done all the jobs, you've done all the things, but then for that to be taken away, 
it's like they're not learning. They, they just expect everything. And it, so much today as well, they don't do anything. They don't even do the kit. They don't even clean boots or whatever. And I think that's yeah, strange yeah. because it's the learning. And it's, it's like, again, doing all that, you appreciate when you are a pro and then everything's, you know, they're doing stuff for you. Not that it should be that. It shouldn't be slaves or anything like that. But, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's completely the flipped on its head, on it? So like you've got you've got like 25, 26 year olds who are like, oh, they're past it now. You've got 18, 19 year olds getting paid. We're gonna chuck all the money at them and they're they're well, gonna exactly. be the next big thing. It's 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 a problem with this day in Asia, isn't it? You said a yeah. minute ago, Sean, about calling calling it gaffer. When I was a whitey, it was exactly the same, but like that goes a long, long way. And and obviously one of our old YT coaches used to say about standards and like mm. littlest of things, like when you used to squeegee the blooming away changing rooms at the, uh, uh, on a Saturday at the end of the day, like literally if it wasn't done right, it'd send you back. Whereas now yeah. you can literally get away with, get away with anything. But obviously I, ne- I never got, went on to have a career, obviously John did, but obviously you, you've got to go through that for me. And then obviously yeah. when you get your, when you get your pro and you go to your second, third, fourth, fourth year pro, you've, you've earned it ultimately. And yeah. you've been through what you need to be. To, and it to makes you as well. Through. Yeah, absolutely. It makes you. And yeah. again, like I said, if, you, if you're not strong enough to, again, going back to it, it's not right or whatever, or what certain things happen. If you can't take it, mm. football's a ruthless game anyway. You know, yeah, it's yeah, cutthroat yeah. and it's whatever. And it's like I said, it, it makes you into a man before you, you are a man, if you know what I mean. And it's like to do that and go through that, I think it gives you the grounding to, you know, to withstand what the game throws at you. But again, like I said, if you can't take it, you're in the wrong sport. Yeah, agreed. Or job or whatever. But again, like I said, half the stuff happens or whatever wouldn't happen in a normal life job or anything. So <laughs> no. it's, it's flip it on its head. You don't really do that. But Again, like I said, football is a strange world and what goes on in it, you know, it's, it's what yeah. football is. So just, just how did you sort of your time end, end at Rushton? Was it just the fact you got pulled in? It was like, you're not going to get a pro and then, and then you're searching, searching for a club. Yeah, I mean, I kind, I kind of knew because like I said, going back to the youth team uh, with the likes of Burge, Millsy, brought Richard Butcher in, late Richard Butcher. I don't know if you yes, Butcher yeah, yeah. sadly passed away. Um, he guy. came in. Uh, yeah, and like they were getting taken away for like one-to-one sessions and to work on game on, on their play and whatever. And it was never me. And I was like, something's not right here. So I, it's like I said, I, I kind of knew it was coming. Um, yeah. And then like, I think I went on loan to Stanford initially as well, just to play games. And Billy Jeffrey was the manager at the time. And um, so I had a few games there. And then I came back. And I think it was it. I can't remember who this Wesley. Graham Wesley. Who, who, no, not Graham. There's another. I can't remember his first name now. Um, but he was the assistant manager, and he said, "Don't go to Stanford." And I go, "Okay, well, there's other clubs. Go, go higher. Try and stay higher." And I finished training one day, and like, he just he, he had the conversation about not getting a contract, and I guess he was walking down the down at the training ground, Billy Jeffrey. And I'm like, you've just told me not to go to Stanford and you're bringing him to come to talk to me to go back to Stanford. And I'm like, that's, you know, you contradicted kind of exactly what you said, but then you're putting in that. And I was like, so I knew it, but I went to Stanford anyway, just because it was local. And yeah. like I said, to get games and I've been there anyway. But like I said, he just pulled me in. He said, you hadn't, you hadn't progressed the way I'd wanted you to do. Um, and I was like, well, I'm not being funny. Paul, uh, Brian, <laughs> I said it there as well. <laughs> um, you didn't really, 
you didn't really take the time to, to work on anything, what you want me to do. And I was a centre half at this point. So like I said, it started out as a centre half and you didn't really work on it. So you can't really you know, say I didn't progress because you didn't take the time to do it. Whereas others, you were pulling aside, you're talking to them, you're doing whatever. So, but again, once he made his mind up, you, you ain't going to change it. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was disappointing to leave. But like I said, there's many, plenty of clubs out there and sometimes you take, have to take a step back to go forward. Yes, yeah. I and mean, we've, we've talked about that a little bit um, on other podcasts, haven't we, Jack, about going going down a level or a couple yeah. of levels to then to then work your way back up because it's always it's obviously always an option but um we i'm just looking at obviously where where you moved on from then and you you went to cambridge city um st mm. albans um but then <laughs> kalamazoo kingdom never yeah mate i just said to sean how the fuck did that come about it's not even <laughs> like you went out and did a scholarship so no. I, I looked at your Wikipedia and I was like, fucking, that's a bit of a random yeah. one. Do you know what? Just... That, that came about so random. It was like, I'd just been released from Rushton, um, but we had games still to play. And I think the the physio, Simon Parcel at the time, knew um, someone who was putting together a team to go out and play indoor. And this was like a couple of, uh, just when I got released. And Kalamazoo was a couple of years long, um, down the line. But he was putting an indoor team. So I got involved in that. We went out to the States, played whatever. And that was a great experience. And I touched turn around to, to he. And, but the thing is, though, it's the lifestyle out there. The way you're treated, you know, the facilities that you got and, you know, how it's done over there, second to none. It was brilliant. It, was, it, was, it got me back loving football, you know, and it was kind of, it wasn't full-time, but it was because at the time it was for all the college kids to play when they're not at college. So they're in debt every day and, you know, it's back into that full-time environment. And like I said, just to go out there and see a different culture. I was 20 at the time, travelled on my own, didn't really know what to expect. And it changed my life. It was like, like I said, I speak, I speak to people now and I say like, if you've got a chance to play abroad, go and do it. Um, you'll learn a lot about yourself. You'll grow up. Um, and, you know, just like I said to them, you, you experience something different. And, like I said, it's it's it was it got me loving football again. So did that? Is that how you got a deal at older shot? Then was it? Did was it from nah, that experience or what? Yeah, what how did fair, that come well, about? No, I mean, well, to be fair, like I said, I had another year at Cambridge City. I came back after three months, got on the phone to him, and they told me I said, "Oh, the, the deal's not there. We've moved on." I'm like, "Can okay, now?" So that, like I said, being a bit naive to get rid of it and whatever. So then we we moved to St Albans. Had another year at St. Albans, played, I think, every single game by one. Wanted to do it again, had a two-year deal again. And like I said, it finished a bit sour. The, the assistant manager was Steve Castle. I don't know if you remember Steve Castle. Oh, he, he's the manager of Royston. Royston, yeah, 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 yeah. Mate, he, back into the season, he hammered me. Absolute said, shit, you're, you're going down, you're looking to go up, you're going to go down, you're not going to make it, this, that and the other. And again, I was like 19, I was 20, 21. Um, wanting guidance from someone he was an ex-Peterborough player Peterborough fan yeah mate never meet Not you, I'm not saying he's my idol but never meet someone who you know you, you looked up to and whatever mate absolute knob to me at the end of the season so I thought sod it I'm going back to the States had another year signed it went out there second year the first year at Kalamazoo was quite low, low beat didn't really do anything didn't really know anyone second year mate we were like superstars Absolutely ridiculous. 
and we got there. People know who you were because we we played, but also we coached as well. So the pull of having the players coach the kids brought everyone in, mate. Yeah. Everyone knew who you were. Walking around town, doing whatever, whatever. Absolutely, this is what I mean. This is it's a different culture, you know. You and it's so sparse out there. So massive place hey sean if 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 ryan b's we've got a friend out there who, who, who did a scholarship and he's the ugliest guy going if he could mop up <laughs> out, if, if, if he could mop up out there then bloody hell i dread to think that it's the english this is what they say about the english and the american yeah they love the i just remember um walking through the thing and i was a bit stupid as well because i thought oh yeah you took it literally they love it i was talking so loud just through the airport just seeing if anyone yeah. it. it was just like trying anything but like I said, it is, again, the second year, it was absolutely crazy. I mean, we went to restaurants and I was on the house, through drinks, this, that and the other. And it's not all about that. It's not all about, but again, you just learn what you could get if, mm. if you know, you're well known. And like I said, for these top Premier League players and what the things are thrown at them, for me to go out there and a nobody, mate, it was, it was a great experience. And like I said, it, again, the second year, was just like, or the second three months was just a different world because we were going to places. Some of the house parties we went to. The first night we were back in 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 our apartment. It's like in the movies, like parties getting broken up by the police, this, that, and the other. And it was like that happened to us. And to experience that, I'm like, I feel like I'm in a movie. It's absolutely, <laughs> you know, to see that and the cops walking on, knock on the door. Can we disband this? Can we, do, you know, whatever? Cops went away. Party continued came back again and like, and it's our apartment. So we got, we got in trouble. So we got the owner of Kalamazoo Kingdom, as they were called then, pulled us in and said, look, if, you, if you're having parties or whatever, go somewhere else. Don't do it on yeah. the premises where they know you are. And like I said, we, I think it was 4th of July and we ended up, we had a game and we went back to one of the lads' house, mate. Biggest house I've ever seen. You know, as you see movies, you see all cars parked out the front, all on the lawns, all on the road and all that, full Americans drive when they're drunk anyway. It's ridiculous. And it? it's like cars everywhere, walked in this place, hot tub, kegs being rolled down, big bonfire. Mate, the lifestyle out there, mate, to stay there. And to be fair, when I went um, for the indoor thing, I got offered a five-year deal. My, my career could have been so different if I was out in the States. But a five-year um, green card or visa or whatever, it was unheard, unheard of at the time. Um, but yeah, so like I said, it's it was absolutely ridiculous. You could have been running into Miami with Bex by the sounds of it. This is what I'm saying. <laughs> it's, it's so different. It's, it's like I said, coming back to play for St. Albans when I could have been yeah. high rolling with everyone else, mate. But like I said, yeah, I mean, it, it was it was brilliant. And um, like I said, it everything out there, it just changed my perspective of everything and um, got me back enjoying it again because obviously the shit at Cambridge City. And then to go there and then send all ones and send and the second year out there, just just like I said, brilliant. But again, I came back to England and the second year of the deal wasn't there again. Oh, we've moved on again or whatever. So then, like I said, you say about Aldershot, I got, my agent got on the phone to me straight away and said, look, we've got a pre-season get, game for you because um, it was right the way at the start of pre-season when I come back. And he said, we've got a game for Aldershot against Hampton and Richmond. At their place and I was just like Terry I'm not being funny I've just got I'm jet lagged I've just got off the plane it's like you want me to play tomorrow so just go and play that they know kind of know who you are and you know just go and have a game so I ended up playing there um and I did all right to be fair I was kind of a little bit tired and I 
Terry Brown at the time came up to me and said, like, you thought you were a bit more energetic. I just turned to him. <laughs> I just got off a plane, you know, and like I said, it was, it was, what, what more do you want? I'm jet lagged. I'm here. I've done okay. And he says, okay. Um, and then, like I said, the rest of it was history. Just, just to show you like how, how, when you said about how ruthless football can be, because Mo mentioned it when he obviously left Derby that, um, his agents going like, oh, go here or, or go there, sort of thing. Like, go, he went to Grimsby and then he went to Hartlepool, he said, and then Oldham. Yeah. And he's just like, got to the point where he was like, fuck this, like, I just want to go, I just want to go home. Like, <laughs> this yeah. is ridiculous. Yeah. But this shows you how ruthless football is. And, and, um, yeah, having to do that and then, and then go and play straight away just to try and get yourself a deal is, yeah. I mean, like I said, it, it was at the point where they'd all done a pre-season or they're just starting pre-season or whatever. And the only thing that held me in good stead, I was young and I'd been training anyway. So I was fit and um, I could just go straight into it, obviously with a bit of the jet lag and whatever. But again, I just rolled on for the, for three, three to four years. I rolled on. I played every summer. I came back to this, to England and played and it stood me in good stead because I'm constantly fit. I'm constantly don't have to go through the rigors of pre-season starting over again. So I kind of hit the ground running anyway. And I think that showed in that first year at Aldershot. I, I don't, I don't want to um, kiss his ass here, Jack, but he's, he's probably the fittest 40 year old I've ever come across, mate. It's ridiculous. Uh, do you know what? Do you know what? What are you talking just... about? Looks or are you talking about fitness? I was just about to, <laughs> I was... <laughs> I was just about to say, Sean, you normally ask me at the end of the uh, end of a podcast, have I got any, have I got anything to say? And all what, what I want to say is what fucking anti-aging cream do you use, mate? <laughs> <laughs> I like I'm looking in the camera mate. here and I've got rolls and stuff. Stop it, mate. You're making me blush. It's not you know, it's funny. It's like I've got a vigorous routine to go through. Don't worry about it. Wipe the air. So, no, it's, it's funny because over over lockdown, he's um he's posting videos. He's down at the training ground and he's like putting runs in and kicking <laughs> balls about. I'm sat here on like my fifth beer. Like, I'm gonna have to. I'm not. I have to kick. Get into, get into shape in a in a couple of weeks. Well, that's but. the thing. That's the thing. It's like through this lockdown. I think when did we go in lockdown? March. So I was fit, and I think I've got. I've been fit. I've been unfit. Now I'm fit again, and then I'm unfit again. So I'm going to have to go through it again. I'm going to have to start. But then I got hit with COVID, didn't I? So I haven't done anything yeah. for for however long. Um, like I said, I'm just getting over that. And we're going to have to start soon, aren't we? Because we, we're back training next week or whenever we're back training. So yeah, yeah. It, it won't be like that. I mean, like I said, it was last summer, it was, it was so hot and I was working, training in the afternoon. And it just took it on from that. And like I said, I felt great. And like, just to continue that into the season with Stanford that we did, we had a great start. So yeah, I'll try and do yeah, it again. I <laughs> <laughs> try. The, the, the ultimate word is try. I don't know how how long the legs can do it, but like I said, it's that's hey, what I said to me. That's what I said to yeah. I said to to, to Graham like preseason comes round, you just get what you get from me. You know what type of player I am. You know what my you know I can can and can't do. It's just if the legs can do it. So I think he accepts that. So when I'm doing them them W runs and I'm way behind you, Mark, don't ask me know why. Let me tell you something now, Jack. It, it's all bullshit, he, mate. When he get when he when it comes to it, and he's not playing, he's got the face on, mate. He's forty years old, he still wants to play every game. Well, this Honestly, is, this, it, this is this is what I say to this is what I say to the gaffer. It's like the day that I accept that I'm not playing is the day I should retire. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's fair, isn't it? The amount of times I've fallen out with Graham and like I said and. He's taking me off and I'm effing and blinding and he's like, grow up. He's sending me to grow <laughs> up and I'm saying, I don't, I just want to play. And again, like I said, I come to matches and I'm thinking, I'll be happy to be on the bench, right? I'll be happy. 
And he names the team. I'm on the bench. I'm fuming. Yeah. Absolutely raging. And I'm going after the gaffer as well. I said, why am I playing? He said, I'm going to play this, that and the other. And he said, look, I'm managing you. I don't need to be managed. I'll tell you. And then, but half the time he's right anyway. You know, he knows what he's talking about. And like I said, it took me a few years to realise that, yeah, he, he knows what he's talking about. I remember it was, play, it was playing last year. There's me and you on the bench, wasn't there? I think they'd won like 5-0, 5-1. And I'm going to Charlie like, I will, obviously you want to play, but I don't know I'm going to get in the team. And Charlie stood there no. saying, I should be in the team. <laughs> Which is, I think we just won five, two, five minutes mate, twice on the spin or something. He's like, I'm, all, I'm team, always like, picking holes in the, in, the, in the performance, mate. Any which way I can get in, I'll play goalie. I think last year I played every position by a goalie. So, you know, if, if Danny Hastings making a mistake, I'm like, Gaffer, put me in goal, mate. Come on. <laughs> Any which way to get on the pitch, mate. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's, a, it's a great attitude to have I think there's only one person I've come across the same and I think that's Brenny McDade I think he's exactly the same mate honestly like, I get to like 40 years old and, and I'll be thinking well if I'm still playing yeah. I'm, I'll probably be divorced by that point but he, <laughs> hey, mate, he was mate, like I've been through I that play don't worry about it I've been through the divorce <laughs> don't worry about it this is the why I'm still playing mate don't worry <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> so just just obviously touching on we obviously said about all the shot you went you went there and um obviously the I'll, I'll let you talk about obviously your, your time there but um it was your first I, I did put it down as your first time you played at Wembley but you've actually corrected me on that I did yeah with, I thought with, I'd let you down Stadium, when, when you put it out there five appearances and all that I was like I'm gonna have to I'm like advertising yeah I think so <laughs> pulling everyone in but no it was um yeah, I mean, it was when um, they were re- redoing Wembley. And like I said, they were talking about where to play it. And, and it ended up being playing at Stoke. Um, but the Britannia Stadium, like I said, it, it's a great stadium to play out. And it, it was walking out there. They've got the tunnel in the corner. And all our fans were that side, mate. Walking out there, just, just the applause and everything and the crowd, mate. It was nothing that I've ever seen. Um was that the biggest crowd you played in front of at that, at that by that point? Was it? I think it was. I think I don't it was about know twenty thousand, wasn't it? I think. I think. I don't know what it holds, but it was full. You know, and I just remember this is this is what it should be like. You know, and I'll touch on it later on in the other finals, but it was full <laughs> to the rafters. You know, yeah. and like I said, it, it was the first real big game that I played in. And like I said, it, it, the way it ended, it, I think it was penalties we lost. Um, but to yeah. play in that game, it was something special, you know. And like I said, it, it was the first. But do you know the big thing about that was the team, uh, the old shot team, we were part-time. And oh, really? We were compete- yeah, and we were competing. I mean, we were, we, were, we were playoffs all the way through the season. So we were holding our own. Um, but we were the only part-time team to do it. And the top 10 teams not including us, were full-time. Um, and there was still a lot of part-time teams in there. So to hold our own on that and to go right to, you know, the playoff final and obviously miss out. But again, it just shows there's not that much difference between part-time and full-time. And I think that's Tram said. I know a lot of teams are full-time now, but um, it kind of gives other part-time teams the belief that it can be done. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, like I said, it, it was a great experience. Um, the... The exposure that we got, um, it kind of put us on because we did have a great season, even though we didn't, you know, go up. But it's 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 the way you learn, isn't it? Yeah. What what was the what was the sort of change room like you had at that at that point? Because um, I, I noticed you had um, Aaron McLean was playing for you at that point, wasn't Mate, he? Mate, we had we. Do you know what? 
it's a travesty that we didn't win it. And, and, you know, to keep that team and we had Aaron McLean, Roscoe the same, um, Adam Miller, Tim Sills, uh, Ray Warburton, who I knew at, who, when I was a YT at Rushton was the main focus of that team. Um, so he was a big deal. He came in. Jim Rodwell, who was playing at that team as well. Um, and it was just, like I said, not to win and go up and do, you know, what we should have done. It was a real shame because we had a talented team. And yeah, yeah. like I said, he threw everyone together and we all just clicked. You know, the changing was, was, was great. And like I said, it, it's like I said, we would do things off the pitch and we were around each other because everyone's together. And like I said, you couldn't really go anywhere. And we were training and like I said, it was just a great bunch of lads. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's 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 what it is. I mean, we kept the nucleus of it the next season, but um, what did we do there? We lost, we lost in the semi. So we had a good, we had two good years, yeah, up, up there, and then obviously player final and the, and the semi final, which we lost in. But end of the day, it's like I said, it's that's what football is. There's another team competing as well, and the team that we lost in the semi was Carlisle, who then obviously st- stayed in the league, league, you know, ever since. Um, I mean, Shrewsbury, and Shrewsbury went up as well, didn't they, from the from the previous year? And then, I mean, if you look at them and how yeah, they are we, now, we, those... we um, did we lose? Yeah, we, lose, we, we lost to them in the final the previous yeah, year, yeah, uh, on penalties. And but we took it right away. We took the league. McLean scored, um, and again, like I said, they went on and they, they've stayed in. So it's it's like I said, it's it's one of those. It's not the, the big teams that we were playing. Um, Whereas we were just thrown together, we were the little old older shot, and but we held our own, uh, and that's all you can ask for. Yeah, yeah. Um, so your time at older shot was that um, because of how I see not successful in, in in maybe going up and stuff, but successful mm. in the fact that you were part time players probably yeah. overachieving. Did that did that sort of kick you on to then to then go to to Exeter? And did you kind of think, oh, I want to, I want to be full time? I want to be. No, I mean, the thing, the thing there? is, the second, the first year we were part time, but then we made the transition to full time. Um, yeah. So that was my real, again, getting back into the full time game. And like I said, when he turned around and said, obviously, this is what we're thinking and what we want to do, um, all the boys were like, because we, we were all in around the age of like 22, well, 19 to 22. So it's a young squad and we could do it. Um, so everyone jumped at it. So we thought we would have take that next step with a few additions and go that, you know, that next step and maybe to do it. And we, we were so close again. Um, but again, Carlisle had just come down um, from League Two or whatever it was called at that point. It's so far back. God knows what they were called. Um, Nationwide did three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like that. God knows. I think it was like the Vauxhall Conference and that, the Nationwide League now. But... Um, so, yeah, and like I said, to go get back in that environment and, you know, to have that training day in, day out, it was, like I said, it's what you want and it's what everyone wanted to do. And like I said, it was just, again, it was just a shame that we couldn't fulfil, you know, getting back into the league. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so actually going on to, um, on to Exeter, how did, that, how did that deal come about? Was you ready to go or did, did you want to stay at Aldershot? What happened well, there? Well, the thing is, like, I was in and out of the team at the back end of it for whatever reason, manager's opinions, manager's whatever. Terry Brown brought me to the club and then the, the last three or four months didn't really play me. I was making cameo appearances and I was like, you then think I need to 
have a look what else is what else is about. Yeah, and yeah. the way it came about was, as I mentioned before, we, we came on came on this. It was like I turned down playing for England C in the summer to go on a Aldershot lads holiday. And <laughs> The assistant manager for yeah, that's what I mean. I'm sure you do the same, you know? Davison. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, to be honest with you, looking back on it, I, sh- I should have played. I should have been. We got selected, but I think there was Adam Miller, Roscoe Desane, Alan Keane, myself, Tim Sills, all got selected for the Four Nations tournament. <laughs> he got phone calls one after the other. Oh, we're pulling out. We're doing this, doing that. And the, big, said, the, big, the big question is, where did you go? You're going to tell me Skegness or something? Magaluf, mate. Magaluf. It had to be. You know, it's yeah. one of those. Yeah, that's where right. We'll let you well, It's understandable, isn't it? Yeah. It's standard, you know. And <laughs> that said, and it was, um, so like I said, that he got, uh, I think it was Fairclough, who's probably still in charge, and he was he got phone calls one after the other, all of us pulling out. And he was like, he spoke to Terry Brown, and said, what are they doing? I said, are they going on a lad's holiday or, you know, whatever? And, like he said, he denied it. Next minute, there's a picture in the non-league paper, all the shot town in in uh, Magaluf enjoying a holiday. And he's like, we never got selected again for that. You know, and it's like I said, looking back at that, preparing a holiday over playing for your country or whatever, it, it was the wrong decision. But you do things at the time. Um, but going back to um, the assistant manager for Exeter was out in Magaluf as well. And he saw us. <laughs> And then he was trying to talk, you know, and come to Exeter, do this, do that. I said, look, I'm, I'm actually, I'm interested, but I'm on a holiday. I just want to enjoy it. It's the first summer that I've not played through the summer and gone on to a season. So I just want to rest and recuperate and then see what happens when I get back. And Make he said, yeah, fair dues. Well, yeah, well, <laughs> I'm not meant to say that, but yeah. No, like, but um, yeah, and it was just like, um, just wait till I get back. So I enjoyed, enjoyed the holiday. Um, and then obviously I think got a phone call when I got back obviously from my agent saying obviously at the time it was Alex Inglethorpe I don't know if you heard heard of him he he wants to meet you um, and sort out a deal and this was relatively early in you know uh, before the pre-season started so he was quick on the phone to do a deal and it's coming to a case of like for me not to again with Talbot, pull aside and be wanted and do training and whatever. He was on the phone and he, he made me feel wanted. And because I remember when I signed for him and I was playing against Dagenham, there's a lad called Glenn Southern. And he said to me, what the hell are you doing down in Exeter? Because it's, it's miles away from anywhere, yeah. whatever, whatever. And I said, mate, to be honest with you, he made, he, he made the decision for me because he wanted me. He wanted me there and he sold it to me. Um, and we actually met at Chelsea up there in their one of their suites so he put the whole thing on the spread in a box and whatever and like I said it's 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 that feeling of want to be wanted and it was a no-brainer and but then after that I got phone calls galore I've heard you sign for exit I've heard this or we want you here we want you there and I'm like hell. have I jumped the gun have I ever signed too early and yeah. like I said they were still in the conference at the time and um but like I said it is it's the experience down there was unbelievable. It, it, was, it was one of the best decisions I made. So, but it was down to him. Yeah, I know looking back at your career and, and um, look, sort of looking at your social media half time, it's like Exeter yeah. and, and York City's. Yeah. Looks like two year, yeah. two year places where you sort of enjoyed your football probably the most. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
but yeah, just 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 going on to on to Exeter again. Wikipedia 84, 84 games, twenty one goals. It says you might tell me different. That's not bad return for a midfielder, to be fair, is it? Do you know what? That was the first. Even though Aldershot, well, when I signed for Aldershot, I wasn't really a goal scoring midfielder, you know. And when Terry Brown brought me in, he said, "I want you to gamble. I want you to go and score." And I want, and I kind of took that mindset of just being more attack minded. So that's where that started. But I continued it at Exeter, and like I said, how many games? Eighty-four games, twenty-plus goals, uh, ten a season. You can't grumble about that for being a midfielder. And like I said, I kind of through my career, I believe I kind of did it myself, whereas other people have got help and I did everything myself just to try and put me or to stay in the game and work on my game. Yeah. And I did it myself. Um, but something just clicked. I don't, I don't know what, I don't know, you know, especially all the short 20, 20 odd goals there as well in two seasons. Um, and I think it was just that mindset of something you can do it. And it happened. You know, it, it's that positive think, thinking. And like I said, it, it, for, for the six years, all the shot, um, Exeter and certain times going back to rush, it worked. And I was, I was classed as a goal-scoring midfielder, you know. And I know, I just remember when I signed for Exeter, um, Alex Inglethorpe put in the press, I likened him to Tim Cahill when he was at Everton. Goal He's going to the corner flag as soon as you scored, giving it to the boxing. <laughs> Mate, I didn't. I should have done, you know. You know, it was, it was one of those. But like I said, it is, it's, like I said, to even be compared to or, or spoken in any, you know, sort of way comparing to anyone. Yeah, I was yeah. like, Canal, he must hold me in, you know, some kind of high regard to even take the time. And like I said, that was one of the things with him that, you know, he, he made you feel 10 times the player than that, that you were. And especially in my case, it's probably what I was. What happened? Because um, Paul Tisdale was in charge as well at one point. Yeah. Exeter. So, so what ha- what happened there? And did was he the same? Did he have the same perspective of you that he, he saw you as one well, of the main, the main players? Or do you have a different well, relationship the thing, with him? The thing, the way it happened. Obviously, Alex was in charge for the first season. The, the reason why I went down there and um, and enjoyed the first year, but then he 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 was. Well, how did it come about? He was talking to MK Doms um, about taking charge there. And he came up to me and he said, <clears throat> he said like, oh, if I go to MK, I'm taking you with me. You've got another deal. I'll buy you out. I'll take you. And, and I was like, oh, yeah, this is like jumping into the league, which I really wanted. And to go with him there, it's closer to home as well. Um, but then that fell through. He spoke to me and he said like, from the chairman, I think he's still the chairman there now something just didn't feel right for me to take that role. And I was like, no, really? And I was like, so what are you doing then? I said, well, I think I've got something better. It doesn't, it doesn't help you. I'm going Tottenham Hotspurs as a youth coach. <laughs> I'm like, you, you what? Okay, yeah, what? What's that? Yeah, exactly. I mean, great, great move for him. You know, you don't begrudge anyone to further their career and do whatever. And like I said, it was just like kind of a kick in the balls. Because I was like, and I think it was the same with the assistant manager, Paul Buckle, because he was going to take him to MK as well. Um, and it didn't materialise. And it was like, well, we just have to keep on going now. And obviously Tisdale came in, didn't really know. He was at Team Bath, didn't really know too much about him. Um, but I just got on with it. And he was totally different in the way he worked. Um, and it kind of took, it was a shock to the system that 
the way he we wanted to do stuff. He rotated. You play, you play well, and if you play well, you expect to play the next game. And um, he rotated the squad, and I can understand that now. But at the time, I couldn't because, like you said, you want to play. If you're playing well, you should keep your shirt. Cliches left, right, and centre, but it didn't happen. And like I said, more often than not, I just remember him leave, put me on the bench for one game. I was absolutely fuming, stormed out of the. Um, this is my petulant side. Yeah. Stormed out of the. Um, <laughs> changing room got on the phone to the chairman fuck it that's a big move to move to do and I was like you know so I spoke to the chairman I'll text him or whatever said I'm fuming I'm at you know I should be playing this that and the other didn't hear anything Monday morning came on Tisdale pulled me in with Steve Perriman who's a football director um, and just said obviously this is how it is we choose the scene you do not run to the thing and kind of put me in my place and I was like fucking hell looking back on that wrong way approach but again like I said, if you believe you play or whatever, you know, you just go in the heat of the moment. You know, I made a tip myself, but like I said, it's, it's, it's what it is. It's like I said, it's emotions of football. Like I said, with Drury, I say it how it is. And, you know, if I'm right or wrong, you'll tell me. And majority of my career, I've been wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like if, said, if you're wrong, it's, you, go, it's if you're wrong you go to the chairman. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, you know, Dave Whitby, I'm coming for you. Don't worry. Yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah, but like I said, I mean, again, still the second year at Exeter, um, I think, what was it, 20 odd goals still, you know, uh, I, I think normally I'm a slow start in the season. I scored quite early on, went on a run. And like I said, it was, um, um, again, it was it was a good season because obviously we, we got to the final. Um, yeah. yeah. But again, it's it's the story of my early career, and I think who did we play? We played Morecambe, um, and this is where, like I was saying to you about the, the Stoke final, where it was full to the rafters, and like I said, 30,000 people there, and like I said our allocation at, the, at Wembley was thirty thousand tickets just for Exeter. We filled that. We could have filled another ten, fifteen thousand. Turned out Morecambe, eight thousand people. Took eight thousand people, so I was in the mindset: "Oh, we've got this. We're the bigger club. We can, you know, do this. Whatever." Fucking go and beat us two-one, didn't they? In the final, and I'm like, oh, "Man!" But again, it's football. It's, it's it doesn't matter what the fans bring or who who supports the club or whatever. It's it's the football teams that do the job, and ultimately they they were better on us at the, on on the day. But what was that experience lost. like at Wembley, by the way? Do you know what? The whole, or do you not think the whole experience? New Wembley, one of the first few teams to play there. Um, the whole surrounding was great, but you know what? The pitch was shit. The pitch was crap. I played better in Sunday League. It was so boggy. It was cutting up. It looked immaculate and whatever. But you know, you see pictures on the side, and I was like, I stepped on it, and I was like, you know, this is horrendous for for the national stadium for the whatever whatever. And then I just remember that I was like, fucking get your mind on it, the fucking game on it. We played on worst pitches through the season. We're at Wembley, just enjoy it. And I thought, like, I couldn't get my head over it. I couldn't just like, <laughs> but to be honest with you, I started okay in the game. But as the game went on, I just, I felt it slipping away from us. You know, we took the lead. Uh, Paul Jones had saved the penalty. Um, so we, I, I thought like, yeah, this, this is the time. They scored an 89th winner. To, for that, for Morgan to go up, get promoted, fuck me. Last, last ball of kick for Exeter. Absolutely. I've got a picture of me um, just on on the pitch, shirt, head in my shirt, 
probably crying, doing whatever. <laughs> mate, devastated. Great picture, background and all that. But mate, the, the, the occasion was just, you know, but again, like I said before, you learn from your occasions, which yeah. happened later on in, the, in my career. So, yeah, like yeah. I said, everything, I think the whole surroundings of Wembley, the facilities, what they had, mate, the changing rooms, nuts. You know, they had the individual slots, whatever, TV, got Sky Sports, not like at our place. And it's like, it's like they had a warm-up area next door. You do whatever, just go in there, kick a ball, go whatever. whatever. And it was just, I think it was probably the occasion. Um, but then, like I said, ultimately, it was the result that counted. And, it, you know, we lost it. So, yeah, yeah, it's football, isn't it? It is, mate. It is, unfortunately. Um, and so, um, I'm just going to skip forward a little bit here. But obviously, because you went and played there... Um, well, another three times after that. Mm. <laughs> what what was it like um, in in those sort of separate occasions? Did when you went back, did you think, well, I've played there before, so I'm not going to let the let the, the occasion um, get, to get the better? Yeah, or was it kind yeah, of like I mean, because you'd been through the season again and it had been a while since you played there or whatever, and then you you had to go back there? Was it kind well, of like this is the thing? Obviously, when I, when I played there for Cambridge, it was a different thing because obviously. I wasn't really playing at the back end of the season. And the semi-final, no, sorry, the last game of the season, the manager left me out completely of the squad. And for whatever reason, I don't know, whatever. So I wasn't involved. So I didn't play the last game of the season. But then he brought me back in for the semi-final, starting against Stevenage. And I was like, how can I go from not playing, left out completely, to in the starting lineup? And it took, kind of took me aback. And like I said... Um, I think, I don't know what, we played Stevenage and, and things. So the back end of my Cambridge career, was, was it was one of the worst times I've had in, in my football and it transferred into the next season as well. And like I said, it was not playing in that last game. We missed out on promotion, winning the league by one point. We were playing Altrincham, had nothing to play for. If we beat them, we got promoted. Drew 0-0 with them. So we finished second. I don't know who went up in the end, but I didn't realise that until a couple of weeks later. I was like, that close just to winning promotion. Actually, I think it was when they gave us the medals out. They were like saying, yeah, if we'd have won, we'd have gone up automatic. Fucking hell, I didn't realise that. That's how devastating it, that was then. But then the week before, we beat Stevenage in the semis. The week before, we, we were due to play in the, um, the player final. For whatever reason, I've got no games at the Abbey. Pitch is immaculate. Didn't really um, need to go anywhere else. We trained on a park pitch. Trained on a park pitch. It's just general public, whatever, whatever. I rolled my ankle. And I was like, I've done my ankle ligaments. I'm going to miss, miss the final, this and that. So my mindset was just getting back to a, to a standard where I can partake in this final. Not missing Wembley again, you know, in the chance or whatever. Um, so I try, tried to get it right all week and he said to me like, oh, are you okay to play or, you know what? Uh, so he put me on the bench and I think I played 20 minutes, maybe came on 20 minutes and I did okay when I came on, but it's another scenario. We played Torquay. Cambridge United sold out 30,000. Torquay, 12,000. I'm like, again, it's the size of the club or whatever brings and whatever. And it's just a going back down to the, it doesn't matter what the support is or whatever. You've got to well, do the business the day, on the pitch. It? And we didn't turn yeah, up. Yeah. We didn't turn up. Cambridge, you know, like I said, from being one point off 
or winning the last game of the season to get promoted. Stevenage game, um, to not win um, that final, it was just, again, like I said, we didn't even play anything the way we played all through the season to get us into that position. And like I said, it was just, like, it was just shit to be honest with you. We lost 2-0. You know, and my well, teammate at, at Aldershot, Tim Sills, scored, scored the goal and um, and the winner. So, but fair play to him. That's well played for you then, didn't it, for Cambridge? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> mate, Hatch Hatch did, yeah, Hatch, Hatch, you know, Hatch was, um, mate, he was crazy. He was nuts. I mean, he was 30, early 30s or whatever. And I just remember, like, we used to get uh, a minibus to train in. You know, wherever we were training, because we used to use the uni pitches and they were immaculate and good and whatever. So we used to go from spot to spot. Mate, hats were just, it's its these little things that kind of brings the team together. And like I said, we used to get the training. And every single day, he used to pull up, we used to pull outside this furniture shop. And hats would hang out the window. And it's the stupidest things, whatever. I'm looking back and I'm like, I don't know why it was funny. I don't know. Why. And he would just shout, like scream, how much? How much is this thing in the window? Whatever furniture, whatever, whatever, every single day. And we're, we're just like, what the fuck's wrong with this kid? Right? And he was just screaming and it's like, whatever. At the end of it, the owners come out and said, What's your problem? I said, Who are you? And he goes, You're Cambridge United, aren't you? And he said, No, we're not. We're not. Got Cambridge United plastered all over the minibus. So they knew who we were. Um, and for what reason, Hats had just got being his bonnet about this place and people were looking in the window, Don't buy from that. Don't do this. Don't do that. <laughs> The bloke complained to Cambridge and like I said, it was stupidest thing. Brabin made perhaps work in that shop just because he was taken away <laughs> fucking business or whatever. I don't know what he was doing, moving stuff or whatever. Brabs was like, perhaps go and work in there for a day or two days or whatever. You're not having that. You're putting the club under thing. And it's stupid things like that. And the minibus, you know, it was just, it was carnage. Like bikes around Cambridge are everywhere. Hats would be hanging out the window, water bottle of hands, someone's got their ass out, sprinkling it down there. The bike, bloke on the bike would be going, like, pedaling as hard as he can to try and catch us up just to whatever. <laughs> we can see him in the mirror, like, trying to catch up with us. We stopped the minibus, pulled alongside. We've all got out. What? He's like, shit himself. And it's like, <laughs> hats all over, mate. You know, you know what hats is like. He's, he's like I said, he's the cr- grumpiest man going on just when he's on his own or whatever, whatever. But as soon as he was in that minibus, mate, he was absolute, he was a lunatic. Just hanging out the front window, doing whatever. And I'm like, get out, mate. mate when, he was, when he was a gaffer is, at Stamford, when he was a gaffer at Stamford, he was like, you could just see it like week from week, he was just like losing it more and more. And um, I can always remember like, he used to, like his training, every training session was the same. You train, like do bits and that. And then he'd just go right back, four line up, get balls and just boot them in the air and just shout like, kids Grove away. Leak away, <laughs> market draining away. You're just like mate. booting balls, just fucking heading balls. Yeah. It's weird, like yeah. the weirdest thing. But then, um, then like even before games and stuff, like his team talks were horrendous. Like he'd literally just stand there oh, yeah. and just go, He's shit, he's a cunt, he's rubbish. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean, mate, like, but the thing is, though, he's 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 so articulate, he's so whatever. And when he was doing his coaching and his badges and that, you could see, yeah, he's got something about, but like I said, he'll do things like that, and you just think. He's got screw loose. He's fucking. Oh, yeah. It's like he just switched. He's like he's the angriest man as well. I, I used to wind him up in training when I was at Cambridge, and I played with hats at Rushton, Cambridge. Uh, I went to Newport, and he was there. And like I said, I just loved to wind him up, and it, it would just lose his head. 
easy as anything. Hey. And it's like Govy, Govy got a real good ones. Like we played um we played Leak away and um we so I went there when we were second. And I think when I when I left, we did get promoted, but I think we were like sixth or something like that. We like literally just scraped playoffs. And yeah. um, basically, Gresh had got them into the position they was in. Yeah. Hats I remember in, that. I think Gresh yeah. went to Boston, I think. Yeah, and I think so, um, yeah. it just, it was just losing it. Like it, it, we couldn't win games. Like it wasn't, it wasn't we weren't that, that we played badly. We just, we, we just couldn't win a game. Yeah. Like I don't know what's happening. We played Leak. I think we got beat 3 0. And me, Govey, and somebody else on the bench. And he's yeah. just like losing it to everybody. It's like, what, like, what's what's going on? What's happened? And Govey's just piped up going, well, when Gresh was here, we could, we could win games. <laughs> <laughs> and the change room just went silent. And yeah. that's what's gone. You're just fuck up, fucked off because you're not fucking playing. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, and it, it, it was brilliant. And then yeah. that was it. Like, we got in the car on the way home and Govey was like, yeah, I'm, I'm not going, I'm not going back there. No Luckily, we managed to get promoted, but... I've, I've got no bad words to say about Hats. Hats is like I said, I, I played with him in numerous clubs, and like I said, it's it's. But in that football environment, you just love to see people switch. Yeah, I, I mean, looking back on it, I, when I because at the time I I went there and um, I was just happy for the opportunity to to, to play because I, yeah. I was playing for Lincoln at the time. We wasn't doing very well. It was just like yeah. oh, I play for a team that could get promoted, and um, so I was quite grateful at the time. But then looking back, I think. Fucking hell, like week from week from week, he was just like losing it more and more yeah. and more. And I think I got sent off against Chase Town, I think. And then next minute, <laughs> next minute, Gubby comes walking in the changing rooms. I'm like, You've been sent as well. He's like, Yeah. <laughs> then, the, then, the ne- then the next minute, Hats walks in. I'm like, You're no. right. Like, yeah, yeah, I've been sent an off. Mate, I can remember yeah. thinking to myself, oh, I've been, I've had a worldie there because he would have come in and he'd have fucking, yeah. you know, laid it on me. But then Govey's yeah. got sent off, then he's got sent off. He's like, he can't really say anything. Soften the blow in it. He can't really say anything after that, especially leading by example when he gets sent off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously, we only just touched briefly on on time at, at Cambridge. Um, but after then, it's, it's a, it's, it's a bit of a strange one when you look at it because you, you sort of flitted about a bit. Um, yeah. Just Forest Green, Mansfield, Newport, Kettering t- Town, and then. I only say it's a bit of a strange one because you then went to York and did really, really well. Um, yeah, I mean... I, what I sort of happened in that period? Well, Cambridge kind of... The second... Because I had a two-year deal at Cambridge and obviously because we didn't win, we didn't get promoted, my contract went up money-wise. And I got pulled into the office and said, look, the chairman, I don't know what the reasoning was. I don't know what, you know, whatever. And Brabin just turned around and said, look, you ain't going to play. You ain't going to train. You ain't going to do anything. So effectively, treat you like shit. But he didn't offer me out. He didn't offer me to get out. He didn't offer me to take a pay cut. Didn't offer anything like that. He just said, you ain't playing. You ain't training. You're not doing anything pre-season. We're not going to help you get away or do anything. Um, You're just going to sit there and rock. And I'm like, why? He didn't give me any explanation. It was the chairman saying it was the manager. And the manager saying it was the chairman. I'm 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 thinking, just be honest. Yeah. You don't want me here. Let me go. Let me, you know, sort myself out. But nothing got sorted. Um, to be fair, I did do pre-season. Um, but then I did my IT band. And I was in the changing room one time and just doing my stretches and whatever just to try and compensate for it. And George Rolls, the chairman at the time, came walking in and said, uh, are, you, are you really injured? 
And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling and whatever. I said, well, Brabs don't think you, doesn't think you are. He thinks you're faking it. I'm like, mate, I've done nothing wrong for you to even question, you yeah, know, yeah. you know, my attitude or whatever. And like I said, it's, it's one of those. And I had a habit of calling sausage rolls. And I think, I think that kind of got back to him. But everyone called him sausage rolls. And he was a bit larger, whatever, whatever. And um, he just, I think he just took, but he would try not to be your friend. Whoever was doing whatever, they'd both try and, you know, say, oh, it's the other one. Um, yeah, yeah. So then obviously, but I remembered like, it was me and another lad, Courtney Pitt. And he said, you, you ain't going to play for this club again. You ain't going to uh, play no pre-seasons, whatever. And I said, right, fair dues, whatever. So we just got on our own thing. And perhaps we had a, I think it was a, a pre-season game against Everton. And Brab said, just do some laps around the pitch. Because they had a track around the pitch kind of thing, like the gravity and whatever. Just run around that, do your work, and then sit in the side. Me and Peter were running down, around the pitch. Next minute, George Rolls is running down from the stand, shouting his mouth off, saying, get them two... F-. And they've got fans in the thing, fans in the ground. Get them two fuckers off the pitch, off the gravel, away from my club. And we're like, Pete and I just looked at each other and going, what the fuck's going on here? And he's running down, getting away. So we've had to go in and looking back at it, it's him. It, it's got to be him. He's, he's got to be in his bonnet, either about money, but if it is about money, then say, take a pay cut. Or yeah, yeah. we'll sort you out okay. or this. There's ways yeah, of yeah. doing stuff. And like I said, and, then, and I saw that and I was like, fucking please fall down. Please roll down the fucking thing. Round the stand <laughs> and fucking do something because he's making a tit out of us. If it, and I was like, just fall over seriously and just do whatever. But mate, it was just, I don't know. I don't know what. And that kind of fucked me up because then I hadn't done a preseason, hadn't played any games. And then next minute, Brad's come in and said, oh, Forest Green want to take you on loan. So obviously I wasn't match fit. Couldn't, didn't really showcase anything. I went there for a month, played seven games. And like I said, it took me a while just to, to get back to fitness match fitness as you know you need and you can do all the running in the world but it's it's games it's minutes and like I said I went there for a month um it was my mate at the time David Brown and he was acting manager there and like I said he he wanted to keep me went back to um Cambridge because perhaps had got sacked that's right he'd got sacked something was going on whatever and Martin Ling came in and Ling was like no he's he's getting paid by the club I want him to train both of us, me and Courtney Pitt, both trained. So then obviously we did. And we kind of wormed our way back in because he saw yeah. how we trained. He saw how we did. And Martin Ling's not no that. He's, he's managed late and on for years. He's been around the game and he saw what we could do. So he brought us you both back in. You weren't taking the piss, though. Yeah. And like I said, we do everything right. And like I said, um, I think I ended up playing two games, coming on for poor people and um, doing all right. And then I think Lingy just pulled me and said, Mansfield are interested in you. You know, you ain't getting a new deal here. You've got a year left or what, however long it was. Just go and play games and, you know, sort yourself out. But then I went Mansfield. It's worse, worse there than it was looking at Cambridge United. And like I said, the way that was run and everything was done, I'm like, I think I signed six months. Got paid up from Cambridge and then I signed six months. But mate, the way it was run, it was just so... Who was there at the time? What, the management or the players? The manager. Who was the manager at the time? The manager though? was uh, David Holdsworth. <laughs> I don't know if you heard. <laughs> you know him, Jack, don't you? <laughs> well, no, he was... 
I know a lads, couple of lads who played under him at Lincoln. And I think yeah, he, he went on to manage Lincoln, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, I think he was a bit wappy, wasn't he? And I think he went off the rails. Mate, he a bit was. From what I heard. I, I, yeah. I, I like. He would. Who, who was there? We had like lads like Andy Burgess turned up as well, and I remember his first day of training. I said he, he phoned me and said, "What's it like?" I said, "Don't bother." Don't bother coming. It's it's ridiculous. You're a footballer. The way he does things and whatever, it's not. It won't help you. Next minute, he's turned up. They had a grass verge training at the ground, and like I said, set something. We did head tennis. That's all we did. Head tennis. And I just remember looking at Andy Burgess, who stood in the corner, not doing anything. And I'm like, Burge, you're right. I said, I wish I'd listened to your advice. This is shit. I said the manager was talking shit. This, that, and the other. The training was non-existent. And I'm like, mate, I told you. I said it's not what you want because I know the way he worked and I know the way he wanted to, you know, to be as a footballer. And like the whole experience was tragic. Six months. Uh, like I said, I wish I'd just stayed at Cambridge. Um, but then I heard heard things about Holdsworth. Don't didn't believe anything or whatever. It's like, yeah, he goes into the toilet all calm and that comes out irate. Stiffen his nose, this and the other. I'm not saying he does anything in there, but mate, he's coming out a different person. Um, and I remember Carl Nick saying, Yeah, he's in there doing this, that, doing that, whatever going on in there. I'm like, Okay, now got his DH initialed suit. I think he just believed his own hype and he taught the good game. Um, but mate, it was just a strange period in my career. I bounced from club to club, couldn't get settled. Um, but again, going back to it, it's just a learning curve, isn't it? I think I, I, think I was about 28. At the time, still had a few years, but you know, you never know what's around the corner. How did that come about with them with York City? Then what, what happened there? Because it was it Gary Mills who you played with or the manager? That was it. The no, team? I mean, he'd, he'd managed teams, um, he'd managed teams that I'd played against, so I knew of him, him and uh, Darren G. Um, but it was it was a strange one because I was at Kettering at the time and that was a weird situation as well. It's like I'd ended up playing for get free just to get back into the full-time um, game training and whatever. And like I said, um, it was just come in. We can't pay you. I said, look, I'll just pay for free. I'll play for the games and see where we go. Um, so that was fine and that. And then finished the season at Kettering and ended up going back pre-season. Um, Marcus Law, who was in charge the previous season, had then left to go to Tamworth. And Morel Mason, I think it was. I don't know. I, don't, I think that's who he took charge. I was like, Fedor's turned up first day of preseason. He didn't expect me. He was reeling off the players who were there. He said, Who are you? I'm like, John Chaloner. He says, Oh, I didn't think you were turning up. I said, Well, I've texted you from the start saying I'm coming here. So I said, Oh, didn't expect this. So he put me with the first team and whatever and just did preseason and did the whole of preseason, came to sorting out a deal. Mate, Imram Ladik, have you ever, have you ever, Ever come across him, the chairman? Mate, trying to sort out a deal with him. He turned around to me and said, I can only offer you 200 quid. I'm like, what? I, I, I turned around and said, I at least want double that or whatever, just to, you know, just to come out or whatever. I'm not asking for the world. Mate, he said, no, nah, 200, 250 quid. That's, that's, that's the standard of player you are. <laughs> <laughs> what? I said, yeah, that's, that's all I see you. And he's handing out three-year deals to JP Marner, his mates, and uh, Moses Ashikodi, and they're getting weighed in. I'm like, no, really? So I, I said to him, like, okay, I'll take it, but first opportunity, I'm moving. I'm leaving. I said, like I said, I've got to look after myself. And like I said, it's, it's, it's 
what you're offering is, is not great. Come to sign the deal. We'd finished playing a pre-season game and I was waiting on the side of the pitch and he was on the pitch booting the ball, right? And I was just waiting for him. He said, come see me after. So I was, yeah, just waited there. 10 minutes, 15 minutes, he just kept booting the ball. So I've walked on the pitch. Wherever I walked to, he'd boot the ball down to the other end. So, and he would run down the other end away from me. I'm like, <laughs> is, this, is this kid for real? Is this, is this, this is not the way to do things and whatever. And like I said, I get close to him. He'd boot it onto the other corner. And I'm screaming, Imran, 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 hey, can we talk? And he was like, I can't hear. And just run into the, I'm like, fuck <laughs> this. And I'm like, I've never seen anything like it in my life. I just want to sort something out. If you don't want to do it again, just say you don't want to do it. This went on for about five minutes and I gave up. We were just booting it around the pitch. And I'm like, this bloke's a dickhead, mate. I'm telling you now. Sounds like some off a fucking movie. <laughs> it is it. It's just like, I couldn't believe it. And the lads are standing on the side, pissing themselves. And I'm like, is he for real? And he's like, yeah, he's an absolute tit. Mate, he says he's got all this money, drives around in a i8 BMW or whatever it is, parked outside, refusing to pay players. And I'm like trying to chase him for a deal around the pitch. And I'm like, fucking hell. So I'm going home. And to be fair, I stayed for, I think the first month, I think. And I was on the bed. I, was, I started the first two games the next season. And... For whatever reason, we were playing Gateshead and he was like, yeah, the coach is going to be there, meet at the ground. He was more interested in acquiring Nem Park, Russian Diamonds, old ground, because everything there, he wanted it, rubbed Diamonds face in it, kept her in town going into Diamonds Place. There were local rivals. He was more worried about trying to acquire that ground. And like I said, that was all his focus. So he didn't give a shit about the players. But we turned up to play Gateshead away. And that's, that's no mean trek. It's fucking four hours or whatever. Mate, you'd expect a coach. He's got us a minibus. <laughs> a tiny, not even a proper sized minibus, this little dinky thing. And we had Leo McKenzie at the time. And Leo McKenzie's obviously played high or whatever. Mate, on Twitter, he was hammering the chairman with this, that and the other, saying, oh, we, we, we've travelled up to Gates there. We've got this little shit. Put the picture of the thing on. Obviously, the Imran said, he's fucking blamed me. I was in the team going up to Gateshead, starting, got to the ground, and um, the assistant at the time company said, yeah, you're not playing. I said, you're on the bench. I said, why? He said, he thinks you said something about whatever, whatever. I said, it's not me. Mackenzie's gone up to him and gone, it was, it was me on Twitter and whatever, don't care, you're not playing. Tell him, no, you're not playing. I'm like, for fuck's sake, this is just going from you know, bad to worse. So I didn't play. And then on the Tuesday night, we played York. And I was on the bench again, and York pummeled us. 4-0 at half-time. Um, he's put me on at half-time. Finished, I think, 5-1 or whatever. Played all right. And I got a phone call the next day. York want to take you. I'm like, what? I said, yeah, they're, they're interested in taking you. They did all right the other night. You look, you're still mobile, this, that, and the other. I said, all right, fair dues. I phoned in, man. I've gone, look, obviously York's interested. You know, they're offering me triple what you've wanted you know can you match it because I don't really want to go because it was local and whatever and even though it was a shit situation the team was I got on with a lot of the lads and like I said it was kind of even though it was, a sh it was crap it got me not I know I'm contradicting myself I was enjoying it you know and I was playing and back in that environment and he said yeah we can't match it I said you just offered JP Marner a thousand pound a week you can't offer me what I want. No, I said, you know, it's, it's one of those, don't really want to do it and whatever. I said, right, fine, I'm going. 
He said, well, fire Dave, all the best, he said. I was like, fuck sake, I just want to absolutely go to town on him. So I thought I'd leave it. Then speak, sorting the deal out at York, the York chairman's gone, why are we paying him this when he was on this? And we were like, well, that was just a stopgap just to get me back in the game and whatever, whatever. Don't know if we can pay it. And I'm like, well, you've already offered it. You've already offered the, offered the deal and we've accepted. Yeah, I know, but you were on to you were on two, 200, 250. And he said, I said, no, no, no. So we went back and forth, but long story of it, we lost 5-1. I got my move. So I ended up signing for York. And like I said, from that to then, mate, it just, signing for York changed my career. You know, you tried to be at a point and... I didn't really want to do it because it was up York. It was two hours. I was traveling from two and a half hours and didn't really know what to expect. But, mate, absolutely unbelievable. The whole place, the whole, you know, you strive to win things. And it was, I never thought in my world's dreams that it it could happen. And like I said, stepping into that place, mate, absolutely ridiculous. I remember turning up the first day, Michael Ingram, Andre Bucard, who was there, who was, um, at Kettering with me, he, he moved to York and they just turned around and said, what are you doing here? And I'm like, I've just signed. He goes, fuck off, have you? I said, yeah, seriously, after the game on Tuesday, they pummeled us 5-1, got a phone call, and here I am. Said, My fucking God, we've got you a move. I'm like, fair dude. <laughs> but again, like I said, it's just walking into that, you know, team and, you know, in that environment, mate, it just it just went up a notch, as in professionalism. Like, Gary Mills was just, you know, old school, wanted it done right. And like I said, it was, it was, it changed my, my career. You know, at yeah. a late stage as well, not many people say that because obviously it happens early doors and whatever, but it literally did. And it, it gave me what I was striving for from the very beginning. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you're obviously successful there because... You um you finally won at Wembley <laughs> for a start, mate. <laughs> mate, after all them years, mate. Yeah, exactly. In, in a space of eight days as well. But mate, no, no word of a lie. Like when I initially went there, um, they'd, they'd won the first few games. They were playing great football, and then they had a bad spell, and it kind of coincided with me turning up. I was like, "Fucking hell, I'm, I'm, bad luck, bad luck I'm making them shit." <laughs> <laughs> exactly I was like, am I really that bad a player? People have been telling me that, but is it coming to fruition? And it was like, so when we sat down and said, look, we've just got to play our own football. We could, you know, uh, the gaff is happy for us just to play the way we want. Mate, football we played, it was frightening. It was like controlling games from start to finish. And the main catalyst was Andre Bucard. Give him the ball, he'll make his tick. And it was like, everything went through him. And like I said, if we played a long ball, it was, it was absolute hammer you. Pass the ball five yards to keep it moving, this, that, and the other. And it was a proper footballing team. And we absolutely battered team. And I went there as a midfielder. And then Gary Mills just turned around and said, look, Lamray on a bad is injured. I want to play you right back. Oh, okay, yeah, I know how to play that position and whatever. Played first game, mate. Stayed there ever since. And it was just like, it was a joy to play in. And you know, when you just want to enjoy football, you want to play the games. And it was actually the first yeah. time in a long time that I was looking forward to playing games. And that translated with the way we played to what we achieved. And like I said, yeah. my motto, and which I tell people now is, you know, always believe it because you never know when it can change. Your luck can change. Mm. And like I said, in that instance, it did. Um, 
Sounds like yeah, Stanford nineteen twenty team. That does. I can I can understand where you're coming from, um, just from my own personal experience. And again, it's not it's not the same level, and it's not um, that sort of step up. But it was the same um, in terms of I was at that point where you kind of feel like I'm I'm just kind of ready to retire now. You know, I just I'm yeah. just ready to just jack it in because like I enjoyed playing for Lincoln United and I had mm. a lot of friends there, but the way it was being run and the way it was it went after that, I just kind of thought like, I'm, I'm not really going anywhere here. And then obviously Gresh yeah. came and then we've got the team we've got now and the lads we've got now. And it's just kind of made me yeah. enjoy football again. It's that, it, it well, does just like, I mean, kick you on, doesn't it? With with the team that we had from joining Stamford, so the, like I said, the black book that Gaffer had, you know, the, the amount of players that came in, these last two years, I would actually hold it as high as my York time. The way we play and the you know the players that he's brought in, it's such an enjoyable to play in. Like you just said, it's 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 what you want, um, and you look forward to like I said, you look forward to playing games. And yeah, yeah. like I said, it's, this is why I've stayed and you know, obviously played to the the age I am. And like I said, I know he's using me sparingly, but again, it's it's if the enjoyment wasn't there, then you need to retire. Um, yeah. And that's yeah. down to the squad and the gaffer and what he's done. But initially, it was just the turnover of players. You didn't know if you're staying week from week to week. And when he's I got that consistent that was, squad, that was when I when I first went there. That was the kind yeah. of everyone says it, don't they? I know. Um, obviously, yeah. Jaffa, who's now at Cleefox, he, I said to him like, "Look, why, why don't you come with me? We'll go. We'll go down there pre-season, yeah. like, and just enjoy football again." Because he was in the same sort of situation. He was like, "Well." You know, it's it's difficult because I know like what what Gresh is like, and he's got this mm. sort of infamy in, in non league football where he, he, he chops and changes if things aren't going well. But yeah. obviously, since we, since since I've been there, it doesn't feel feel like that at all, and and, it, and it's mainly down to the fact that everybody knows the standards, don't they? And like, yeah, I've always I've always said if you, I, I know like you, you can get some stick for chopping and changing players, but if you're not playing well, how can you expect to play? Anyway, yeah, so, right. exactly. That's what I mean. Yeah, I mean, it's that again, it's, it's the consistency that we showed as a team these last couple of years, and it, it's, it's it's a shame because the way the last two years has you know been curtailed and finished and with COVID and whatever, it's a shame because we worked so hard and to get us into the positions that we were to be taken away from us, you know. Yeah. And yeah. again, like I said, I hopefully everyone stays, but it's, it's again, it's football, people move on and it's offers and whatever. Or, I've said this in the previous podcast. Like some of the players we've got at the minute mm. are still young enough to play at a very yeah. good level and are good yeah. enough, in my opinion, to play at a, a good level. Exactly, um, yeah. I'd probably put myself in the same bracket as that. So I think you don't see me pre-season. Exactly, that's what I mean, mate. I see you know that I see the chances in pre-season. pre-season, mate. I'm not yeah, being funny, mate. I, I think, <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. You never know what happens <laughs> in football, mate. It's a funny old game, as they say. I'm sat there praying that Gresh will call me. You know, she'll have the call, babe. Like, I don't know if I don't know if I'm yeah, exactly. I'm waiting for the call from when we have training, the call still not come. Jesus Christ. But <laughs> um just uh, I just like lastly touch on 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 just that, that that last bit of York City, obviously you said about mm. the um those eight days playing at Wembley twice. Um your first one to get promoted from the conference. Um you beat Luton 2 1. And I just yeah. look at some of the players you had there, obviously very good at, the, at that sort of level like you've got Chris Doyle who, who played at Forest Jack's yeah. a big big Forest fan so yes. you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, Doyle was nice mate he was he was he came in and 
like I said, I think he was the same age as me, maybe a couple of years. Mate, for me to look at him, he just looked like he couldn't move. But, mate, when he was in the game, canal covered every blade of grass, made every challenge, header. And like I said, his experience came into it. But as soon as he stopped playing, mate, when he <laughs> mate, tin man, absolute complaining, left, right, <laughs> centre. I've got this pain, I've got that. Mate, I absolutely love that guy. And like I said, I think that was throughout the team for the whole players. And um, <clears throat> again, a lot of them have gone on to play higher and, you know, do well. Um, and it was a period that, when York, the chairman, was saying we want young players, and then he brought me in, who was 30 odd, Doigie, 30 odd as well. Um, and to bring that experience in, and we actually got in as well Ben Gibson, who's he was at Middlesbrough at the time, got in the yeah. England squad after leaving us. And like I said, that blend of youth and whatever, and like I said, it just worked so well. And like I said, when he was bringing the older players, and the chairman was like, I don't really want the old players. And then I know he's a but wait till you see us before we play because of the stigma old players can't move this out the other and do whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but again, it, it just, again, it seemed to click and it seemed to work. And like I said, for what we did, it was just absolutely incredible. Yeah. That, and that first game you played against Luton, I was saying to Jack before I played against Janos Kovac. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you can remember that, but we, we only remember it because he used to play for Lincoln City. Um, yes, I think it was he your... Was he your age? Not your age, Jackson. Was he there when you was a YT? Yeah, yeah, he was. Um, well, he was Hungarian. He was an absolute nutter. And I can remember one of our good friends, obviously you know, Sean Cluey. He, um, I can't remember exactly what he was saying, but he was taking the piss out of him. And he said it a couple of times. And he went one more, one more time in his <laughs> Hungarian voice. He said, Cluey said whatever he was calling him, and he fucking legged it round the uh, round the field. And he got Cluey up by the neck and started ringing him. It's absolutely <laughs> hilarious. Oh, I'll always remember. But a good centre half actually. He had a good career. He was at Hereford yeah, and Luton yeah. and what have you. He had a good career. Very good career. I can remember him. I can actually remember him playing for Lincoln. He was that fucking unit. To be fair, yeah, but, he was. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, you played. You actually played and beat beat Luton two one, and then. Um, Played in the FA Trophy and Trophy. beat Newport two 0 as well. Um, Do you know the thing about them is it's so it's, it's, it's so all the teams that we put in that in like the semi-finals we beat Mansfield, we beat Luton in the semi-finals of the trophy. There were all clubs that I'd been at and been released. And do you know what? There's there's only ever one club that I've left on my own accord, which is Exeter. Every other club I've been released from, like Luton, yeah. Mansfield, whatever, whatever. And to beat them clubs, I just remember when we beat Newport in the trophy final, like collecting the trophy up on the top and the, the Newport directors are there. And one of them grabbed me and goes, I knew you'd come back to haunt us. And it's like, it's so pleasing, you know, because you need time as a player. I mean, you don't get it nowadays. You don't get time to settle in, do this, that and the other. Newport, I was only there for a month. I played four games, scored one goal. And it was like so quick just to kick players out and, for me to beat them teams, it's it's like I said, it's it's just you're, coming back to bite them in the ass. Your career sounds like an American movie, doesn't it? Coming back to haunt your old teams, got beaten in the finals, and then exactly stick your fingers up with them teams and all that. Exactly, yeah. but like I said, um, it, it's always good. I, I'll I'll just move on. Um, I'm just conscious of time. I'll just move on. Um, just because we've got a couple of questions, a couple of questions. Oh God! Yeah. Um, go on. To be fair, two of them were from Ollie Brownhill. And that, oh, fuck <laughs> <so 
and the other, and to be fair, the other one was from Crossy as well, <laughs> which oh, things 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 I didn't know about actually. But um, take the easy, the easiest one first was who's your who's your favourite Star Wars character from from Ollie, <laughs> mate. Hands down, Anakin Skywalker, mate. Protagonist of the films, don't worry about it. Ollie knows that anyway. He's just been a dick. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then he, then he asked another one. <laughs> Who won the changing room brawl between you and Wardy? <laughs> <laughs> mate, right. Talk me through this one. Mate, I don't he, really always, this one. he always brings this up. Have you not heard this story? No. Mate, I don't know what... I think it was at half time, right? And... We were shit doing whatever, whatever, came in, we were fuming and Kern Miller was saying something and he was saying something to me and I've just gone, fuck off to Kern. Wardy thought it was him. Wardy thought I was talking to him and he's come up to me and gone, don't you ever fucking talk to me like that again. And I've gone, Wardy, fuck off, mate. And I just called him, told him, fuck off again. But I didn't say anything to you. And Wardy's gone, oh, you said it straight to me. You're looking at me and said, Kern's behind you, you knob. He's like, so he's gone and said, we'll deal with this later. So like, at the end of the game, mate, I've walked out the change room, Wardy's come out behind me, he's tried to pin me up against the door and he's got me by the throat and I'm like, <laughs> get the fuck off of me, right? He's taking me, I didn't even expect it. So Ollie's always going, yeah, you got beaten up by Wardy. Just little Wardy and all that, come up to your chest and all that. I'm like, Ollie, mate, he came behind me, pinned me up against the wall, I pushed him off and then the gas is coming off. So... I didn't even get started, so it, it, Ollie knows that. But he says it every single time. But like I said, it's it's one of those. It's a misunderstanding. Um, if I'd have got going, going Wardy would have got it. Don't we worry about that? Well, I was going to say, did did, did Kern not say anything to you? Because he's he's quite a very very character. Both me and Jack. Mate, he's, like I said, I think I think we just said it. I think we just said it in you know it just heat, heat of the in moment. The heat of the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, it, yeah. it, it had gone and like Wardy because he thought it was directed at him and I'm like Wardy fuck off it's got nothing to do with you and he just took it so personally and then tried to take it that one step further and I just I just remember he had me and I was just laughing at him and said Wardy fuck off whatever and it, like I said Ollie just keeps bringing it up and Ollie likes to anything to be said that he always brings that story he's a wind up again, he is, he got me, he is. He got I love Ollie. Ollie Ollie's <laughs> absolutely like I said I was devoted when he left but like yeah said, I was the same you know yeah, so when I, first I went to the thought, club. I kind of thought I, I I had this perception of him that he was like, yeah. I don't know, he did, he probably listened to it and, and tell him to fuck off, like. But um, <laughs> I had this perception of him like him and Morgan like, would be like quite arrogant, so quite click, yeah, quite yeah, clicky, yeah. aren't they? But yeah. he's completely nothing like well, that. He's, he's completely totally the opposite. opposite. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like definitely. I said, I got on well with him, and like I said, when he left, I was I was I was kind yeah, of same. gutted, and it's it's the same scenario. Like I said, that that season, Gaffer was playing me left back. And for when he changed it, for any other player to go left back, I would have probably been fuming. But he put Ollie left back. And because I got on with Ollie and whatever, I was like, fair dues. I accept it, whatever. But because it's Ollie. And that's, yeah, yeah. you know, the testament to him and the way he, you know, Ollie went about things. And like I said, obviously I wanted to play, but I just said to Ollie, I said, look, because it's you and you've been patient or whatever, I ain't, fuck it. And go and enjoy it. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. like I said, that it's, it's football, and like I said, he I think he played a few games and um, he did very well, so you, you can't grumble about that again. Jury's right, isn't he? <laughs> always, <laughs> always. Um, and, and the last one was from Crossy. He said, Ask him if he remembers the yellow card away at AFC Mansfield, mate. What's this all about? Tell you what, 
I was sat on, I was sat on the bench. Um, and I think, I think Sealy came off, Ryan Seal. And he said to me, it's like, if you go on and you score, go and do, go to the corner flag, pick it up and do it as a lightsaber. So obviously I've gone on and I've actually scored, right? So I've ran to the thing, picked it up, started to do my lightsaber thing or whatever. Sealy sat on the bench going to the assistant referee. That's a booking that is. You can't do that. You can't, you can't pick up the corner flag. And Sealy's obviously told me to do this. So the rest come over him and booked me. I'm like, what the fuck? And then obviously it's going for obviously Sealy's got me booked, but I've scored a second. So I've proceeded to run to the corner flag again. Mate, never seen the gaffer run so quickly. Mate, he sprinted down the side. Don't you fucking pick that corner flag up. I was going to do it again. And like I said, but yeah, Sealy's got me booked for doing a Star Wars celebration with the corner flag, which he suggested. What a shit out of you, by the way. <laughs> but you've got to laugh at it. I, I never thought to do that before. But again, like I said, it's, it's one of those to tell. And like I said, fucking Sealy got me booked, didn't he? <laughs> one of the funniest things that you say about the gaffer running down the line, one of the funniest things with him is that the one he tells you, well, he tells, he tells our fullbacks, Jack, if we're winning, to throw the ball out of play. <laughs> don't, don't, even, don't even throw it in play just throw it, just throw yeah. it down the line you'll never get booked for it never get booked yeah. for it he says yeah. like, just, just waste do it. time doesn't it? Yeah. It, tickle, it tickles me every time because you go Connor, Connor if you get a chance just, just throw it out of play and you see him <laughs> throw it out of play and, and you go oh, sorry ref sort of thing left going oh don't worry like, so, oh, it tickles yeah. me every single time but Burge does that happens. as well when Burge yeah. does it Burge is always like I don't want to do it I don't want to do yeah. it and then he, he, he does it and he looks so guilty so one of the things we always we always end with is uh, is a quiz, um, and it's usually about when I say it's your career. It's about obviously clubs you played for in your career and yeah. that sort of thing. Um, this is a bit where Jack really steps up. Um, <laughs> he's, he's he's gone away, had a bit of a word with himself, haven't you? And um, yeah, after yeah. last week's defeat, yeah, yeah. Well, I, there's no chance on getting beat twice in a trot. Never happened. Never Ooh. will. <laughs> bounce bounce, bounce back ability and all that. Let's yeah. let's have it. Let's have it. <laughs> so um, it's for three three questions. Um, closest wins, um, and we do say the winner buys buys the other one a pint. So um, you're yeah. lucky to catch Charlie in the bar after a game anyway. So you'd be lucky <laughs> to, <laughs> lucky to ever get that. But I'm straight off after the bar. Don't worry about that, but. I'll, I'll, if, if you win, I'll hold up to that. Don't worry. It'll about be it. a part of protein shake or something, won't it? Surely. <laughs> <laughs> you'll, you'll send it back, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, the conference final um, that you played in for York in 2012. What yeah. was the attendance? And I'll let you go first, Shelley. Do you know what? I think it was about twenty-two thousand. Conference, so it's com- what What year did you say, Sean? 2012, the conference playoff final. It was against, uh, that was a Luton, Luton one, I believe. Yes, wow, Luton, Luton have a big following. I'll go 34. It was 39,265. No, it wasn't. Was it really? It was, yeah. When you said 22,000, I thought, you know what, I'm going to have to double check this, you know, because... 
22 Luton, got, Luton have got a big following. I know, yeah, yeah. They, take... they have, yeah, I know, but they didn't. Oh, right. Oh, I hold my hand up there. I didn't think they bought that. I remember playing in it and seeing their fans, and yeah. ours was the top tier, bottom tier, and there was, no, all right, fair dues. Actually, you can tell you the referee if you want. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. It might be Newport actually, twenty two thousand. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think you could be They're right. They're my days, mate. They're muddled, mate. It's getting yeah. mixed up. Well, you played, you played Wembley that many times. You just no, yeah, sometimes it is, just get a bit, bit hazy, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll give you that one. This, that's his mate. Honestly, when you walk in the change room as a new player, he goes, "How many times have you played play at Wembley?" <laughs> Never. No, 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 no. Then he goes, Every then he turns around and goes, "Well, you know, the change room, you lot. Do you know Charlie played at Wembley? Didn't wear any Charlie walks off and he goes, "Well, oh, you know, threat to me then." Um, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. The second question: How many years were Russian and Diamonds a football club for? So when they started, so when they, um, well, they're obviously a club. Again now, but when they actually packed up as uh, as Russian and Diamonds, obviously now AFC Russian. I'll let you go first, Jack. Years. Oh shit! Oh, all right, Charlie, just, fucking hell, jump the gun. <clears throat> what was that? Twenty Sorry, years. Sorry. Twenty years. Charlie's gone twenty years. He's gone in. Yeah, he's jumped straight in there. Russian Diamonds. Forty-two years. Nineteen years. Are oh, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was that. Is, it, is that all it is? Jeez. Yeah. 19, yeah. 1992, they were, they were formed, wow. apparently. Didn't expert yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and the last question. Tie break. Um, what was the biggest league win for Cambridge United? Like, what was the actual scoreline? What's their biggest league win on record? They've done it three times, but one of the times you was at the club, Charlie. Don't know whether you played or not, but you was at the club at Probably the time. Not. <laughs> Probably not. Um <laughs> Jack, you can go first, mate. Yeah, I'll go first. <laughs> I'm going to probably copy whatever he says. <laughs> no, that's what um, I'll go seven-one. Do you know what? I don't. I don't even know. Uh, How are we doing this, Sean? Closest wins, is it? Or... Closest wins, yeah. Eight 0 I don't know who wins this now, you know. Yeah, it's that it's, close, isn't it? 7-0. So, yeah, I don't, I don't oh, yeah, it's one half and he put one. Well, I got the non-conceded, so... <laughs> I got the goal scored. You've got to do a tie-break, Sean, yeah. surely. Come on, right, you've got to do, right. you must be organised. Come on, you must have a backup question. Surely to go. The Exeter Morgan right. game, the Conference National Playoff final. What was the attendance? 2006, right. 2007. Yeah, yeah. Exit of Morecambe. 38,000. 34,000. 40,000. 43 yeah. people. Yeah. yeah. That's what I mean, because we took 30,000 and they took obviously 10. And it was like, okay, now. But yeah. That's now, 10,000 people. There's not many people in fucking Morecambe. That's I what I mean. I know it's Tyson. I know it's Tyson. Everyone, Fury, everyone like, came but... out the woodwork for that, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. Fair, I'll tell you what, I need to go and have a quiet word myself in the corner. It's two on the bounce now. It's not not like me at all. It's not, no, no. You need you do need to sort yourself out, mate. I mean, you've gone big first off, haven't you? Won the first one. Yeah. Got a little yeah. bit cocky. I gave bit the over the top. I've got carried gave away. You you've got it. Yeah. You've got it. I've got my wrong, you've my playoffs it. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, that's uh, and to be fair, that's that's um that's pretty much the end of it, Charlie. So um, all I can do is say appreciate you coming on, mate. Um, no, it's good pleasure, to talk to you. Pleasure all mine, mate. Like I said, it's, it's, it's one of those. It's always good to talk about myself. You know that. 
<laughs> I've heard it all before, you know, Jack. That's the problem. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you get it daily. Don't worry about that. It's just nice to broaden my, my, my audience. Oh, <laughs> one question I've got for you, actually, that I didn't ask you. Yeah. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it... Uh, I'm going to put it out there for, for our current team because we've got training next Saturday. So all the boys would have heard this before then. Who's the yeah. um, who's your miss, who's your Mr. Touch tackle in there in um, in our team? So who's got the worst touch? Don't chuck um, me in there, by the way. <laughs> I was gonna say that. I've got bad you know I've what? got bad touch, but excluding myself. <laughs> I don't think to, to honestly, yeah, mate. You put on the spot now. Come on, kill someone. There's a chance, Charlie. This is your chance. I know. I relish in these kind of situations, but you've put me on there now. You'll have to cut this down because I'm trying to think. <laughs> Who have we got? Where's Touch tackle? Birds. But he loves it Birds. though. <laughs> yeah. Birds loves it because then he does that, then he can smash someone. I think he does it on purpose. <laughs> he is, isn't it? <laughs> Matt times Birds, Birds does that and it's like touch and then he's absolutely wiped someone out. His eyes light up. So, you know, you've got away with that right, to be with you, mate. But, you know... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's got to be Bird. Yeah, I'll, I'll go for Jimmy Blunden just because I know it all. Well, I didn't want to say that. That was my next one. Yeah, but yeah. I, I think you know, about Jimmy. He just he just spit on that. But I just playing next to him, I probably know it more. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so I mean, but yeah, it's like I said, they're, they're close to each other. So, but yeah, we'll, we'll get, get some things on that on Wednesday. Or was it Saturday? When we in Saturday? Yeah, Saturday. 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 Yeah. Isn't yeah. It? Yeah. Call cool, mate. Anyway. Um, yeah, appreciate sure, yeah. And um, we'll we'll talk again on Saturday because yeah, definitely um, we're giving people shit as always. I know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I appreciate All that, right, mate. mate. Thank, thank you for your time, buddy. Cheers, mate. Right. Cheers, Cheers, mate. Cheers. Appreciate that, mate. Cheers, Cheers buddy. Cheers. See you later. Bye. Bye.